Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Community Matters here on 103.7 WEEI. I'm your host, Scott Kordishi. Glad you could join us. Community Matters is the show that comes your way each and every Saturday morning and keeps you up to date and in touch with many of the great things that happen in and around our communities here in the state of Rhode Island, in eastern Connecticut, and in southeastern Massachusetts. And to wrap up 2023, we are joined by a very special guest. And when I say very special, I mean very special. It is the producer of this program, Laura Minacucci. Good morning, Laura. How are you? Good morning, Scott. Good morning, listeners. I am well, thanks. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for being with us, Laura. You and I have had fun doing this in past years, so we figured why not do it again? And that is talking about some of the new laws or changes that will be taking place in the new year. You ready to go? I'm ready. Let's go. All right. Well, let's start uh, with the United States Postal Service. I guess one of the new changes is that postage stamps are going up again. I think are they currently 63 cents and going up to 66. Is that correct? 66 cents. Correct. And then they're going up to 68 cents. They go up twice a year. So in July, the price will be 66 cents. And then before the end of 2024, it'll go up to 68 cents. I did not know they went up twice a year. <laughs> International letters, for those of you that send letters overseas, and I have a brother that lives overseas, although I, to be honest with you, I email him, I don't send letters. <laughs> I guess okay. international letters are going up from $1.50 to $1.55 as well. That's correct. Package shipping costs are also expected to go up nearly the July date because they run on the fiscal year like the government does. Right. You know, I think speaking for myself personally, I have to tell you, I use the United States Postal Service somewhat infrequently. I think in today's day and age with emails and text, but around the holiday season, I do send packages. So I, I still think it's very useful. Let's put it that way. I know a lot of people don't mail like they used to. They pay, they pay their bills online and stuff like that. But I still think there's a need for the United States Postal Service. That's for sure. Absolutely. I am a huge proponent of the Postal Service. Uh, it, as you know, uh, my dear friend, Shate Kazarian, her dad was the not only a war hero, but the postmaster general in Providence. Right. So I've been to that post office. I've had a tour and I am a huge proponent. I'm a card person. I like to send thank you cards. So I'm always sending mail and I love the stamps. Oh my goodness. Rhode Island School of Design 
one of their students creating the dance for the Lunar New Year. She won the contract to do all issues of that. So uh, last year was the year of the rabbit. And this year, I believe, is the year of the dragon. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah. And the stamps are absolutely gorgeous. And then there are other stamps you can purchase, can donate to the breast cancer research by purchasing that stamp. So this, I love the post office. I love stamps. And uh, Benjamin Franklin, our founding father, created the post office. So All right. There That's you go. Good little interesting nugget right there. Now let's switch to the IRS new tax brackets are going to take effect in 2024, That meaning your paycheck could be bigger next year. Something tells me, though, Laura, because you and I work in radio, this probably won't affect us. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Very funny, Scott. Let me tell you a joke. Yep. <laughs> we get paid weekly, very weekly. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> the standard deduction is rising, so that's right. good. It was 27700 in 2023. Yep. It, it will rise, rise $29,200. That's for couples filing jointly. So for you, for individuals, the new maximum will be 14600 up from 13850 Yes. Wonderful. And the head of households will see theirs jump to twenty one nine, up from twenty thousand eight hundred. Correct. They also increase the threshold for several other tax provisions, including the earned income tax credit, which is important for families now eligible to receive seven thousand eight hundred thirty dollars if they have three or more qualifying children. That's up from seven thousand four hundred thirty dollars from the tax year twenty twenty three. Right. And then the employees can contribute more to the health flexible spending account, rising about $150. Correct, right. <laughs> so they can add more to their HFSAs uh, to about yes. $1,200 annually. All right. So we've covered the post office. We've covered the IRS. Now let's take things to the state of Rhode Island. And we always have fun talking about maybe some of the new laws that are going to be into effect yes. uh, in 2024. Why don't we start the new high for minimum wage? It's just shocking that minimum wage is so low and the cost of living is so high. So I don't know if it's even going to make a difference. But right now in Rhode Island, the state's current minimum wage is $13. Yep. And that's going to go up to $14 an hour. Do you remember the first job you ever had? And how old were you when you had your first job? Of course I remember. Vividly, I remember working in the jewelry district. In Oneyville, I was 16 years old. I had to get my working papers. Yeah. I think the minimum wage was $4. I don't even remember. Uh, well, that's um, why I asked the question. My first job, I remember I was in eighth grade and I worked at a dog kennel in Boxford, Massachusetts called the Aintree Kennel. And at the time, minimum wage was $3.35. Yes. I'm probably right. It was around $4 and change. But things were much less expensive then. But yes, I absolutely remember my first job. And I couldn't wait to work. I could not wait to get a job. And I literally remember, I think it was my freshman year in college. I came home. I got a job in construction as a laborer. And I was offered $10 an hour. I thought I had struck gold. I mean, 10 bucks an hour back then. I was like, wow, this <laughs> is big is stuff. Huge. <laughs> huge. In 1976, the minimum wage was $2.30 an hour, wow. according to the Google machine. 
You know, working in Oneville at that young age, I don't even know how I got there. <laughs> uh, FYI, you know, we are New England. The minimum wage in Connecticut will rise from $15 an hour to $15.69 an hour, the highest in New England. That in Rhode Island, yep. it is going to go from $14 an hour in 2024 to $15 an hour in 2025. That's the plan. Much needed. And one more quick thing. New Hampshire continues to have the lowest minimum wage in New England, matching the federal wage of $7.25 an hour. Wow. Yikes. Yes, state lawmakers have defeated multiple attempts to increase it in recent years. Another thing kind of related to what we're talking about in terms of the increase of the minimum wage is increasing the penalties for employers who engage in wage theft and for misclassification of workers as independent contractors. Can you talk a little bit about this? Absolutely. It was a misdemeanor, and it is now a felony starting in 2024. And in 2022, charges were brought against four different people in uh, two different construction companies, and they were all drywall companies for some reason. I don't know what's going on there. But the contractors are charged with stealing over $64,000 in wages from 14 workers. It's just unconscionable to be so unscrupulous. Now the new fine or penalty is going to be the actual value of the improperly withheld wages and a potential three-year prison sentence and a fine of $5,000. So uh, they, yeah. like you said, they're making it a lot more penal than it used to be when it was just a misdemeanor. Right. And, and it also goes beyond that. They also falsify certified payroll documents to the state. So shame on them. It's just a horrible story. Let's move on. And mm -hmm. you and I have talked about this on the show in the past with our friends from Stages of Freedom. Yes. June 19th, which commemorates the emancipation of slavery back in 1865, the day that African-Americans in Texas were told that they were free. Juneteenth is now going to become a state holiday in the ocean state. Well-deserved. And what's going on in Texas? My God, they don't like to follow any kind of rules, I guess. In reality, the Emancipation Proclamation didn't instantly free any enslaved people. And Texas kept that information from the slaves that they owned. Juneteenth honors the end to slavery in the United States, considered the longest running African-American holiday. So uh, bravo, it should be a holiday. And I will celebrate Juneteenth along with our friends at Stages of Freedom. Very good. So a new landlord-tenant laws are going into effect in Rhode Island as well. Property owners cannot require prospective tenants to pay a rental application fee with a small exception for the cost of obtaining a credit and or criminal background check if the applicant does not provide one upon request. So uh, mm. if, if there is any type of application fee that is charged, uh, that is no longer permissible for, for landlords. And I like this one. Tenants may mm -hmm. now deduct an aggregate of $500 from their rent payment for repairs. Mm. That, that's up from only $125. So now if you've got an unresponsive landlord that's not fixing something, right. you can pay yeah. for it yourself and you can take up to $500 out of the rent that you owe your landlord on any given month and say, hey, I use these for repairs and here's the receipt. 
And I wonder how that's going to go. What if the landlord doesn't accept that? It's going to be a law now. <laughs> so he or she's going to have to accept it. Do you have to get permission before you make any improvements to the property? Oh, I would think so. First of all, I would think as a tenant, it would start with telling your landlord, hey, we've got a problem. This needs to be mm -hmm. fixed. And after multiple requests where that request hasn't been fulfilled by your landlord, then you tell the landlord, hey, I'm going to take money out of my rent because the state law says that I can yeah. do so up to 500 and I'll have it repaired myself right. and I'll give you the receipt. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good thing because landlords do get busy. So if you can take care of it yourself, so be it. And then you're happy in your home. Right. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> New election yeah. laws going into effect. How about this one? 17 year olds will now be allowed to vote in primaries as long as they are registered to vote and will be 18 by the time of the general election. So that's kind of a neat new change. What's wrong with that? I mean, if they're going to be 18 by the time the general election comes around, election laws should be easy. It should be easy for us to vote, not difficult for us to vote. I was very happy to start voting at the age of 18. And I'm proud to say my first president that I voted for, and everybody can do the math, was Jimmy Carter. And what a wonderful person he turned out to be. Who is still with us today, ironically enough. Right. This next one, I think you and I are going to disagree on, and I apologize in advance. Starting with the new year, there is now a prohibition on retailers making available any single-use plastic checkout bag or any paper checkout bag that is not a reusable or recyclable paper bag. What bothers me is this. If you go to the supermarket, almost everything we buy is packaged in plastic. So why are they choosing to single out the plastic bags, which by the way, makes it easier for the consumer to get the groceries from their car into their house. I don't know if you've been grocery shopping lately, but if you put stuff in those cheap, flimsy, thin paper bags that they're now producing, half of them rip and the groceries fall on your driveway before you can even get them in the house. So my point is, if they wanted to ban plastic altogether, that would be one thing, but everything you buy in the supermarket is in plastic pretty much. So they're just banning the plastic bag, which makes it inconvenient for the shopper who's trying to take stuff from the car into the house. Well, don't we have to start somewhere? We need to reduce our plastics use. It doesn't biodegrade. Who knows where it ends up? I actually don't like the plastic bags. I use them very infrequently. I do use the reusable bags. So I'm not big on the plastic checkout bags. And I don't like seeing them littering the ground. I'm sorry. I can I tell you this. With you. I can tell you this. I am. I do use the plastic bags, and obviously, I won't any longer. I will definitely go to the reusable bags because the paper bags drive me bananas. They don't make them like they used to. The fluorescent light bulbs. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good thing. I think LED lights are great. First of all, they're much more mm. energy efficient. They're much brighter. So I'm all for, you know, just kind of weaning us off as a society, fluorescent light bulbs and, you know, the ones that contain mercury, obviously. I probably still have thermometers in my house that have mercury in them. I do as well. According to this article, a typical bulb today contains about three milligrams. To put that in perspective, there's up to five times that amount of mercury in the watch battery on your wrist. All right. I know we're kind of running short on time. How about any other of the laws in this article that you want to touch on for 2024? The education law requiring state colleges and the University of Rhode Island to adopt policies that would allow students to earn credits 
towards a bachelor's degree with apprenticeship. I love that. I, there's nothing like hands-on experience, Laura. That's awesome. I love that change. I agree as well. I wonder if there's a cap on how many credits you can receive with an apprenticeship. And I mm. always ask that question because when I was in college, again, many years ago, we were yes. allowed in Syracuse to get three credits for any type of internship or apprenticeship that we did. I yeah. interned at WBZ TV4 in Boston with Bob Lobel, the longtime sports guy there. It was capped at three credits, which was the equivalent of one class at Syracuse. So I wonder if they're going to put right. a cap on the amount of credits you can get by doing an apprenticeship. Yes. One more thing, the health care laws. Okay. This is interesting. Nurses with multi-state licenses will be allowed to practice in Rhode Island without having to get a Rhode Island-only license. Oh, that's a great thing. And, you know, with the nurse shortage, you know, from the COVID pandemic yes. to today, that's actually a, a great change. Right. During COVID, they right. did travel to other states. So that should be in Rhode Island as well. So nurses um, that are licensed in other states will be allowed to practice in Rhode Island without having to obtain a Rhode Island-only license. Correct. Yeah, that's good. I think we covered everything, Scott. I think we did. Uh, Laura, before we wrap yes. it up, um, and I want to certainly wish you a very happy new year, why don't you tell our listeners all that goes into you preparing for this show on a weekly basis, you know, how you go about getting guests for the show and and really what your mission is uh, for this show that they listen to every Saturday morning. Okay, thank you, Scott. Well, there's a lot of research involved. First of all, I have to research what organization or event would be of interest to the community. Community matters. So first of all, I look to see what's going on in the community. So a lot of cold calling, a lot of cold emailing. There's an email I send out to uh, prospective guests, which explains the show, the host, when it airs, the duration. Yep. So once I approach a prospective guest, we set up a date that is uh, conducive to you and the guests. So we'll set up the date. We then do a recording session. Before the recording session, you know how much it <laughs> research I put into uh, a prospective guest and event. I do a little bit overkill on that. Once the research is done, I send you an email with the specifics, who your guest is, the organization, if there's an event, what is their event. And then you also do your own research and the, the guests will then call in or zoom in and we perform a recording session. Once the recording session is uh, completed, I then edit it down for consistency. Then we air it on a Saturday morning, which coincides with the guest's event or purpose. After the broadcast, we then post it online so that anybody can uh, share the link. And I have to tell you, Scott, our links are burning up the internet. We're getting double digit, almost triple digit downloads, which is pretty big for a public affairs program that's only three years old. We should be very proud of that. It could be global. Well, I can tell <laughs> all of our listeners that the guests that Laura worked so hard to get on the show really appreciate all of the effort that she puts into this because she puts her heart and soul and time into this. 
after we're finished recording a show each week, they're very, very thankful. I am as well. You make my job easy. I just have to pretty much show up and host the show because oh. you've got it all laid out for me. So, Laura, thank you for all the hard work that you do for Community Matters. Everybody that is a part of this show, whether it's a listener, whether it is a nonprofit or this guy, the host, appreciates your hard work. Thank you very much, Scott. That means a lot to me. And I do love my job. Was it you who said when you love your job, you don't work a day? You never work a day in your life. Yep. So I do love my job. It's very rewarding. It's so beneficial to the community. You know, raise awareness. I mean, we've had some great guests. Yep. My goodness. I don't want to start naming them because I don't want to leave anyone out. Well, thank you for a great 2023 and happy new year to you. Let's make 2024 even better. Absolutely. Happy New Year to you and yours, Scott Kardishi, and to our listening audience. Absolutely. And that'll do it for this edition of Community Matters. My thanks to producer Laura Minicucci for joining us as our (laughs) guest this week. And most of all, thanks to you for tuning in all year long. My name is Scott Kardishi. Happy New Year, everybody. Be sure to join us again next week for another edition of Community Matters with your host, Scott Kordishi. If your group or organization would like to be part of the show, email us at communitymatters at weei.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.